Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. I felt compelled this week to share a prophetic word that was sent to me by Tommy Tenney for this house. And uh, if you were, how many of you were at the conference? Wave your hand at me. So on uh, Friday night, there was such an interesting thing that happened throughout the conference. Uh, none of the speakers or music guests knew what the other was going to be speaking on and sharing. And there was this common thread throughout each service that just fit like a hand in glove from one service to the next. And then Friday night, I, I knew I was, you know, it's, it's a busy week, so I don't have all of the luxury of, of time to prepare because we're, we've got this conference and the schedules and uh, airport runs and making sure people are fed and, and all of that and, uh, uh, and get adequate sleep. <laughs> um, and so uh, Bob Sorge was speaking and he began to share about the wave. And I thought, okay, the thread continues. And so with that, uh, in a minute, we'll, we'll talk about, wow. we'll, we'll talk together about uh, some things. I was a little, I felt a little drippy was the word. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right word, a little weepy. I was like, yesterday in the house, I was, uh, Gracie flew back to Nashville and, you know, she moved, we moved her up there on the 1st of August, and I was fine. I have been fine for all of this time. And so I'm in her room, and uh, where Nicole took the sheets off and is washing, just doing a fresh washing of the sheets. And so I'm sitting there on the bed without sheets, loving on her cat, and I just got sad. It's like... For the first time since she moved, I was like, I'm, I'm loving on her cat. I used to think cats were demonic. Jenner and Emily knew all along. You knew, yeah. I just, you know, but I have fallen in love with this cat. She can't take it with her because she's living with our friend, Susan Leahy, who is allergic to cats. So, uh, so I have her cat. And Nicole has so graciously... Uh, let me keep it longer than we had originally planned. <laughs> uh, so I'm in there, but I'm loving on the cat, but I'm thinking about her. And, and so I'm just kind of on the verge of tears. But, but I was on the verge of tears even before that, just contemplating all that God was doing during the conference and what he was speaking and the degree of his presence, the weight yeah. of his presence. And like, God, you promised that you were going to do this and we're in it. This is it. So I just feel so moved. Uh, I've told the story again and again and again about the day the glory invaded the house and I climbed under the piano. I remember on that Sunday morning driving to church, I was just so, uh, so aware. And I felt it was very similar to the way I was feeling today. I'm just like, I just had to like, when they wanted me to, we, we gather with our elders in the, in the green room before we, before we come out. And Nicole said, okay, you want to pray? And I was like, no, somebody else pray. I don't think I can. 
uh, because I'm on, on the verge of this weepiness. And I'm not, you know, I'm sad about my daughter, but it, it's, it's not a brokenness like, feel sorry for me, okay? But, uh, but I, on that Sunday, it was just it was just this heavy awareness of God's presence, and it was just at just weeping and weeping. And then that night when the glory came, I remember driving to church for that uh, prayer meeting at four thirty, and I was just like a mess in the car, mucus everywhere. <laughs> Bishop Garlington says that a real sign of a move of God is mucus. <laughs> Okay, sorry if that's gross. Get over it. Cue uh, all the tissue boxes everywhere in this. Bob century. Sorge offered. There were so many, so many people weeping and snotting on the carpet. <laughs> he he offered to pay the cleaning bill. <laughs> I thought about that this morning during worship when I laid down on the floor and my face is <laughs> in the carpet. I was thinking, uh, that's so funny. Uh, maybe. Maybe you should get back up on my knees. <laughs> Just keeping it real. So this is the word that Tommy shared. I was praying for both of you and for your church this morning. I felt impressed to tell you to prepare your church for another wave. Moves of God have been compared to waves for centuries. The simple reason for that analogy is because it is so, it so appropriately describes those events. Waves come in varying sizes and timing, but they never stop coming. Wow. Just say that, never stop coming. They just vary in size and scope. Surfers study the predictive analysis of how weather patterns affect wave size. They will jump on a plane and fly anywhere that weathermen, a.k.a. preachers, predict that there will be good waves. They will travel anywhere from Florida to Fiji just to catch a good wave. That's the language of the surfers. Mm -hmm. I feel, Tommy says, that you need to tell your church that another wave is coming. Get the surfboards out of storage. <laughs> you know that's a metaphor, right? Interestingly, I have often privately mused about revival tourism. You, you, I don't know if you know what that means. I remember going to um, to the Brownsville revival. That was back when Nicole and I were uh, just recently married, and I had Jesus hair because I played Jesus in a passion play. So my hair was as long as Nicole's, except curly. I don't know. It's and I didn't get a perm. It was it was wavy. It was all natural. It was. Girls. It was. <laughs> And I cut it all off when I started losing it on top. It was just kind of looked kind of nasty. Uh, so, so I remember going to Brownsville, and, and and thousands of people would come and line up outside for hours to get in from all over the world. 
And I remember that first time I went in and they're praying for people and I went forward. I wanted an impartation. And so I fell out with hundreds of other people and I'm on the ground and people are laying, it's just like matchsticks and, and they're everywhere. And so I'm laying there and I felt like, okay, God, I felt done. And I start to get up and I can't move because someone's laying on my hair. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, God, I'll just stay here. Um, Revival tourism. It is amazing how that when God's weather patterns produce good waves at a certain location and the news gets out, people will travel in droves from everywhere to surf that wave. I just want to tell you that. I saw a picture of it at this conference. People came from other states all over the place to be here because of the, what they anticipate in this house. That happened this week. But I'm prophesying to you again. People will travel. Here's a family on the second row that moved here from Washington State to be a part of a move of God because of witnessing ministry online, right? Yeah. I've also thought about the fact that you cannot surf a sea wave in Ohio or Oklahoma. You got to be at the seashore. You'll never catch a wave if you're not at the beach. You must be at a presence place. Lord, let our church be a presence place. Not a place where the machinery and the mechanics of ministry keep clanking on long after the oil of the Spirit has dried up. Help us become presence-centric, presence-focused, and presence-affirming. Without you, nothing. With you, everything. Everybody say, everything. You cannot spiritually surf in a place that does not honor the presence of the wave master. I might should say that again. You might want to get your phones out and tweet that. You cannot spiritually surf in a place that does not honor the presence of the wave master. Jesus is the wave master. He earned that title when one time the stormy waves endangered the, endangered the sailing disciples. Yeah. He stopped the waves by a simple voice command. If he can stop the waves, he can certainly start the waves. Yeah. All it takes is a simple sentence from him. At that occasion, the disciples had to call his attention to their situation. We also must call his attention to our situation. They needed the waves to stop. We need the waves to start. Interestingly, in their situation, the waves were accompanied by the wind, which is another oft-used analogy of the Spirit. Once, while preaching to the disciples, Jesus decided it was time for an illustrated sermon. He was preaching about the wind of the Spirit, so he blew on them. That was him predicting and prophesying the day of Pentecost when a sound from heaven 
In some translations, it says a wind from heaven would accompany the tidal wave of the Holy Spirit crashing on the shore of humanity. Do it again, Jesus. Blow on us. Come on, wave master. Speak to the water. Command it to form waves so big that they have white caps on the top. I am believing for this to take place at Dwell Church. God is going to whisper words into your hearts and minds. He will tell us what he wants to do here with this people. Just like our local TV weathermen study the atmospheric conditions and then interpret that information for us to let us know what their predictions are. If you seek him Ask him and listen to him. He will prophetically let you know what his will of the waves is for this location. Then we must prophetically predict. Use this pulpit to preach. Use our voices to announce publicly what he has told us privately. I just heard him distinctly whisper this to me. Another wave is coming. Then he said, forgive me if I seem to be overzealous today, but my spirit man is stirred up. I just have to tell you, my spirit man is so stirred this morning. Yeah, Kareem, come back. His name was Shane. You know the Western car. I'm saying this for Carson. Come back, Shane, at the Western. Uh, See? (laughs) See? It worked. When William McDowell was here Thursday night speaking, his assistant who travels with him, uh, a young man, too tiny to get a word like this, but he's a—he's the Incredible Hulk in the spirit. He's just David Banner, you know. But then, uh, in the spirit realm, uh, he was sitting in our service on Thursday night, and so he texted me this during worship. I saw a vision of a river stream flowing while I was staring off at the screen on the stage. I started to see in the river limbs and bones. I was questioning what I was seeing and the Holy Spirit began to tell me that a river is going to start flowing in and through this house. A river of healing and miracles. I started to see that during moments of worship, out of the worship from this house, miracles would be released. In the midst of worship, miracles will take place. Wheelchairs will be emptied and limbs will be healed. This is what I saw. Then I questioned why I saw bones. Then the Holy Spirit revealed to me that this house will be a house that releases and touches the dry bones in this region. Dry bones will not stay the same in this region anymore. And God is going to use this house. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Babe, I want you to read so that it's a legitimate sermon if we have a scripture. I want you to read Ezekiel 47. I will read it. I, I, wanna, I don't want this to be lost on anyone. If you were not here Friday night to hear Bob Sorge speak, he, he shared from his new book called The New Wave. And he talked about um, the presence of God and navigating the presence and the waves of the Spirit. I won't go into any more detail, but that is why reading the word from Tommy Tinney sent earlier this year, back in March or April, um, was so heavy and, and, and amazing to read after what happened here Friday night. Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 9. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Trickling. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits. And then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Trickling ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Trickling ankle, ankle deep, deep, knee deep. deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand. It was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in. A river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh and wherever the river goes, wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. So everything will live where the river goes. Where the river goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this passage of scripture, it's easy for us to uh, get distracted by the details when he's talking about fish. But Jesus brought it home when he told his disciples, I'll make you fishers of men. There's always the vision, there were always the language of water when, the, when it dealt with the move of the spirit. And so I wanna finish with this scripture, John, the seventh chapter, starting with verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He 
who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. In the old King James, it says out of his belly. But the new King James says out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. In the amplified version, it says from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. There is much activity in the spirit realm. I had people come to me during the conference and saw hundreds of angels. We don't make that up. There is, there, the, the angelic realm is more real than the chair you're sitting on. And we don't worship angels, but would be ignorant to ignore them and understand their activity in our lives. And when we discover, you've heard me talk about when we discover our voice and and the voice of God is released through our voice print, the angelic realm hears and they say, that sounds like him and it activates them to go into action, to enforce, to open up, to break off. There is much activity in the spirit realm Pressing, we, we talk about trying to press into him. At the same time, the heavenly realm, the other, the other realm is pressing into this realm. The days are upon us where you will begin to witness supernatural phenomenon. So we open our hands. We open our hearts. We open our eyes. God, let us see. Let us receive. Let us uh, steward what you're sending to us. Let us steward what you're sending to us. Help us to know how to pastor revival and not burn people out. Let, let, let people want to serve and serve and energize and energize and energize and energize because a real authentic relation uh, with someone, a relationship, it's like, it's like I, I can't get burned out on my relationship with my wife if we're having the right kind of relationship. Sometimes we'll let life take us on turns and we'll forget it will get so busy that we're not spending time yeah. focusing on one another. So as long as we focus on the face of Jesus, we'll never burn out. And there is a lot to do in the earth. And this region is ready. Dry bones come alive. Dry bones come alive. Everywhere the river goes, life will break out. And out of, there is an outpour that comes, but there's also an inward release, a rising up of the Spirit of God. God, let your Spirit rise up in us and pour like a river. And let, on the outward uh, outpour, let it happen. Let it happen. God, as we gather in the room tonight for our outpour service, God, we just cry that you would meet us in a great, way. We are grateful today as we celebrate four years. God, we just look back and remember and we look, flip through pictures of four years ago over at Noah's and then meeting at, at the, the Marriott in the ballroom. And God, then you gave us this room. 
You gave us this building. And we had a little resistance at the beginning, but you made a way. And we now have a place to pray. We have a place to rehearse. We have a place to worship. We have a place to host revival. Revival is not months and months of services. Revival is the kingdom lifestyle. It's who we are. It's what we do. And we will see transformation in all of our spheres of influence. I commission you. I deputize you today. Put a star on your chest and in the spirit realm and declare that you occupy, that you are people of dominion wherever you go and you represent the king and his kingdom. I declare this in the name of Jesus at 11.57 a.m. Sunday, September the 11th. Now, before I close, I just want to acknowledge September the 11th. I remember where I was at our little house, little condo in Nashville, 2001, and uh, Cole was arguing with me. He wanted to turn it to Cartoon Network <laughs> uh, when, uh, when the planes hit the towers and uh, everything changed in our nation. And so we remember we, we, we must pause and remember. Um, that was a big shift in change in our nation and in our world. And just like COVID these last couple of years, there's been a shift and a change. And God is doing something brand new. And um, Pastor William talked a lot about that on Thursday night. And so we are positioning ourselves right in the middle of the new thing that God is doing in the earth. And we are going to be those who say, Jesus, be exalted here. Jesus, sit down here. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.